Boys, boys, save it for the podcast. This is wrestling chat. Come on. Okay. Hold on. <sighs> Fuck's sake. You tell us to shut up when you blow your nose. Jesus, how insensitive. It's all the cocaine, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that as well. Thank you. Welcome to the Conquistadors! In tonight's episode of the Conquistadors, take a journey to the Orient as they take on the finest of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Stepping into the Tokyo Dome will be the once-in-a-century talent, Ewan Taylor, the real rock and roller, Cameron Phillips, and the king of strong style, Feld Oil. Only tonight on the Conquistadors. Should that be the intro to the show? Does that? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, because you, you didn't do it last month. So. I didn't do it last month <laughs> because uh, I had a child. What, 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 what's your two excuses? Um, uh, well, it's not made so much as an excuse as an apology. Uh, we put Al in charge. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, we'd like to apologise for everything, really. And Al's not here this week, is he, Cameron and Ewan? No. No. He <laughs> kind of he, he was kind of humming and hawing about it all week, and he's humming yeah, and hawing, humming and hawing, and oh, I yeah. think he's 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 kind of decided that we are out with his defined comfort parameters. Well, plus, he did you kept conference to go to as well, so you couldn't miss that. No, he had to, exactly, exactly. He had to bow at the altar of Farage. Um, wow. So, we are Alan's um, Japanese Tempest. translations, shall we say, tonight. See, <laughs> Japanese translations. I didn't know what the scene, man. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 was, it was a horrified look the other day when I asked him, have you seen the pay-per-view yet? And he went, no. I kind of went, right. And we got on the subject and kind of went, yeah. It's like the thing that really you have to wrap your head around is the fact that obviously it's Japanese, a little bit of a cultural difference. And yeah. the other thing you'll notice is, hi is Japanese for yes. yes. So there are occasional moments where one guy just seems to be going, hi. <笑>歴史見せてもらいたいですよね。中村対棚橋がね、岡田と内藤の試合を受けてどういう戦いを見せるのか。そうですね。その辺りも我々見てる側も本当楽しみですよね。この数年新日本プロレスをリードしてきた
Oh, brilliant. Everyone else is sort of surrounding you, going, what the hell is going on? You two have a heated argument through the back. Yeah, our boss, our boss left the room. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to the, the, the room, uh, like, but, but, but who are the Fabulous Brew shows? I don't understand what they're talking about. Uh-huh. Well, it was good. It was good. It, was, it wasn't the best podcast <laughs> doing clothes on it, but, you know, well done for uh, doing it and stuff. Well, you were, you, you were there in the spirit. Yeah, I got to edit it not long after my child was born, which has caused all the delays. Because somebody picked like a four-hour paid view in Japanese to watch. Hi. <laughs> which, you know, I could... and um, It's made it with my wife's obviously on uh, maternity leave now, so she's not at work at all, so... She's always about then. She's always about. I can't go, you know what, love? I need to spend four hours watching the Japanese pay view and make notes. I don't understand. It's, just, it's, just, you know, King of Strong Style. It's the Rainmaker. It's the hi-fi flow. Come on. Indeed. No, it didn't get anywhere, so I've had to kind of watch it in piecemeal at, like, in the middle of the night. And... <laughs> Like coming down like it's the uh, R8's Lemonade, man. I'm a secret Japanese watcher. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, we'd like to apologize in advance for what we're going to say, because most of it's probably not going to be very PC. <laughs> well, I'm going to have fun editing the show, because like our, our calling card is me cutting in you know, commentary from the, from the pay-per-view into the podcast. Oh, that could be Aye. bad. Which... <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> I feel Aye. it may. I feel it may not have quite the same impact. So I guess we should explain exactly what we watched. Um, we watched. Uh, well, has there been any wrestling news since we last did a podcast? I feel like there uh, has been. There's been but... some things going on. Some some guy called um, Kenta, not Kenta Kabashi, mind you, but you know the actual Kenta debuting in NXT. Yeah, and Devitt's. Well, he's there. They, he's filmed his episode, but he's not. It's not on TV yet, is it? I think it's on no. It's been on TV. Has it? Yeah, that was last week. I have to watch that when we finish this TV podcast. And um, Kevin Steen's due any time now because he's got his name now. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, yes, oh, which is Jesus. not the worst in the world. It makes sense yeah. because Owens is his kid's name. Not as bad as Finn Balor. Well, yeah. But everyone loves Finn Balor. But my son, um, after he watched Kenta's first appearance, after he watched Kenta's first appearance, he's changed his uh, profile name on Netflix to say uh, Kenta, exclamation mark, Kenta, exclamation mark. Brackets, Hideo Itami. Nice. <laughs> Either man, Please. your kid's Please. the coolest. Yes, he decided like he, he kind of said to me one day, like, "Daddy, you know, like he's called Hideo Tommy. We'll call him that, but we'll chat Kenta because that name's better." <laughs> it is. Yeah, the, he's the right. NXT crowd have worked that out. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, are they uh, going to let him use the go to sleep just to rub it in Punk's face? <laughs> I, I don't see why not. It's his move. They're going to do it, aren't they? They're yeah, going to do it. Given their current, you know, the relationship breakdown between the two of them, <laughs> can't see why not. Uh, yeah, you can see that's going to happen. He's going to be, gonna like, be yeah. some kind of, you know, the about awkward moment. Everyone's kind of like, oh, wait a well, second. Now. That the moment, the moment, the thing they could really do a really, really, really rub salt in CM Punk is just to get hit um, Hideo Itami to finish a match by doing a pedigree from the top rope. Oh, <laughs> that would that would be that would be very much ouchy. But that I don't think that's ever going to happen. Let's be honest. It's but never going to happen. But it would be oh. the ultimate in kind of like, yeah, we didn't let you do your own finishing move, but we'll let the guy that you nicked moves off nick yours instead. Yeah, <laughs> ain't karma a bitch. Yep, pretty and, much. Well, speaking of uh, Japanese wrestlers with incredibly strong stiff attacks, we'll talk about what we actually watch now. I suppose. 
2014年新たなるステージへ突き進む新日本プロレス進化を止めない男たちが夢の舞台に駆け上がるバディファイトプレゼンツレッスルキングダムエイジイン東京ドー I don't I can't remember how the podcast work because it's been so long We、um, We go match by match and we kind of say whether we kind of liked it or not. Okay.、Um, you do your, your little magic with the edit at the end, but、and、this episode、amazing. will probably just be hi. Well,、um, well, 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 I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to like punctuate every match with the,、um, the intro from the announcers from the beginning of the show. That makes sense. That would Because、work. I don't know who those two people are, but、mm-hmm. the one's good and then the other one's like some kind of. Are you talking about the English announced? The, the one for the English audience is like terrible, but the actual Japanese one's amazing. Yes. Okay, that's probably deliberate. The one who says, like,、um, it makes Rob Conway's name sound like an opera. <laughs> you know? That's brilliant. That, that I know, because they just got rid of Justin Roberts at WWF.、Mm-hmm. So this guy should be brought over <laughs> just to go, John Cena! The exciting 2014 has just begun. You are witness of these ten matches and don't miss these legendary moments. The ultimate king of sports in the world. Wrestle Kingdom 8 in Tokyo Dome. I have got a note on here、yeah. saying、uh, slightly different from Growly Vince intros, and I don't remember Vince ever singing them. <laughs> That's like, where they're going do, wrong. Do, you know, they, views are down. There are not many people going to the network. It's because、oh, yeah. Vince isn't singing the intro to the pay per views. We haven't、uh, actually said what pay per view this is, by the way. Oh, yeah, we failed at that already. We, we watched、um, New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom 8 in Tokyo Dome to give its full title.、Yeah. In Tokyo Dome! Oh, dear. Give it its correct title. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Thank you. From <laughs>、uh, January so, of this year. So, this is,、yes. this is like a modern pay per view. What I don't understand. It's from now. Yeah. Yeah.、But、we're we a talk- podcast based on American retro pro wrestling, and we've gone for a Japanese pay per view within the last year. Hi. <laughs> What are you doing? Wild card. <laughs> I did warn you it was a wild card. You've got to mix things up, haven't you? You've got to mix things up. I could have picked the best of Giant Baba and have like four hours of like badly timed chops. <laughs> but, but, but to be fair, though, the, the, the band they've got to kind of open up the, the, the show is better than having Flowrider. Well, yeah. yeah true.、Uh, it is something slightly different. It is very.、Um, Men with drums. Just, yeah, big drums. Giving it some. Big, big tackle drums. And... <laughs> yeah. Because it's Maybe, Japan, that's what they do and stuff there, isn't it? It's very Asiatastic. <laughs> it is Asiatastic, yeah. I, yeah, I am getting. A, I did get a bit of a kind of a Japanese theme through the, through the show. I don't know if you guys saw it. Yeah, it was very authentic, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Didn't, didn't it, was see like it, was, it was almost like it was in Japan. You didn't see Sonyono at all. It's really gutted. This little <laughs> Japanese flag.、God. Yeah. This kind of、I、pops、know. out flattering that.、Uh, they must have spent ages searching for all them plants for the front rows, all being Japanese, you know? I know, it's crazy. Sure. It's,、nice. it's ridiculous. But yeah, we'll talk, we'll, 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 we'll crack on into the first match,、yeah. which is.、Um, Before we actually get there, I would、oh、like、no. to point out that what New Japan do, unlike most rest approaches, they actually go through the card at the beginning of the show, so you're clear what you're seeing. Oh, don't、like、worry, the, the audience、like、will、that. have heard that by now. They'll, they'll, they'll have heard、oh, okay. that entire bit played four times, I expect, because it blew my socks <laughs> off. I was like, this. I, this is amazing. This, this is brilliant. Yeah, 
And then the time splitters came out. The first match, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champion four-way match. The challengers, time splitters Alex Shelley and Kushida, Taichi and Takamichi Noku, Forever Hooligans Alex Kosov and Rocky Romero, and the champions, Young Box Nick Jackson and Matt Jackson. Yeah, I'm sitting there thinking, Al's going to hate this. Al's going to hate this. Al's really going to hate this. Then I'm thinking, no, wait, an actual DeLorean. Al's a <laughs> wait, Al. but you say that. You say that. It, you say that. It was a DeLorean, but it was a, a, a DeLorean. It didn't have any of the Back to the Future stuff on it. You have to like, ruin everything, Phil. It was just like an actual DeLorean car. It didn't have like the time circuits or anything on it. Can you just be happy as a DeLorean and just stop ruining everything? But it was, it's not the time DeLorean, though, is it? It's just a regular DeLorean. You get, they didn't go full Back to the Future. They they went part way in there and just pulled out the last second. We should mention this match. He was, he was actually in it. The the yeah. DeLorean is for the time splitters. <laughs> yeah, kind so of come out dressed in their Back to the Future gear. Very Martin McFly esque. Yeah, and I think it was uh, was it Suzuki Gun came up next. Uh, with like a yeah, Suzuki Gun made of uh, Takamichi Noku and Taichi. Yeah, they came out with with like uh, girls and stuff, and then the the Forever Hooligans came out with a man with an eye patch. Yes. And a uh, man with a Russian hat. <laughs> Rocky Rear and Alex Kozlov and the champions, the hottest tag team I think in the world at the moment, Matt and Nick Jackson, otherwise known as the Young Bucks. Yeah, but they just Hello. come out. And like you got the time splitters get the DeLorean and the Back to the Future theme. The Suzuki can get the ladies. Forever Hooligans get like an eye patch. An eye patch for Christ's sake. And the Young Bucks just kind of go out and go, yay! Young, young Bucks get those fabulous tights. What more do you need? Well, they, they should get some kind of special thing as well. I felt like they kind of started big and then just kind of slowly petered out until the actual champions turned up. Well, Hashmish, this is for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships, a four-way match for it. And the way this was set up was Matt and Nick Jackson won the Junior Tag League at the end of 2013. The three other teams in this match were former champions. So, you know, logic. It's easy, people. Makes sense. I also, uh, what made me quite impressed, because uh, I, I haven't really watched that much Japanese wrestling. You gave me, like, remember Ewan gave me a lo- load of DVDs. And you've used them as coasters since, haven't you? No, I watched, you know, bits of it and stuff. I don't <laughs> too much into it because, you know, it's in, it's in, it's in foreign, isn't it? Um, it's in but, foreign. <laughs> uh, when Suzuki King came out, and I was like, wait a second, that's what a Kaintai. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I, I, I immediately connected to it, you know, because it's Kaintai. <laughs> Indeed, and all that. So that's that's the wrong one, but never mind. Never mind. But then, like, they had one of the most amazing tag team matches you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of like made my son watch this the next day because, as as cool as he is with wrestling, to get him to sit through a four hour Japanese wrestling show, you know, that that's a stretch mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because the style, as we'll get into later, kind of you know isn't as uh, friendly. Kind of, um, what's the word like um, spot heavy is like American wrestling mm. hasn't got the kind of you know but this was like just spot after spot after spot <laughs> of just craziness <laughs> this of is just... a game of anything I can do you can do 10 yeah. times better it's just pure insanity and I just watched it with like a smile on my face thinking this is amazing mm. we probably should talk about the bit where after the Forever Hooligans get in the ring Alex Kozlov demands the crowd stand for the national anthem I love and, that. that that's a great that is a great heel thing to do to sing the national anthem i don't know why rusev doesn't do it no but what normally happens is he sings the anthem and then the crowd applauds <laughs> however well this time we never get the chance to finish because he was immediately double super super kicked by the young guns super kick party <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and then it just kind of goes into crazy town doesn't it it's just like 
<laughs> it is all kinds of demented this much. Flips yeah, and jumps. I mean, there was one point, I think, I'm not sure which one of the own books it was, but he jumped into the ring and landed on somebody with like a, like a faceplant move, mm. got back up, did like a, a 619 through the ropes, and then did a moonsault off the apron. I've got that exact bit written down yeah. as the best he, bit in the entire thing. The guy dodged and he landed on his feet and then just got back into the ring. It was like, that was like a pure superhero moment. It was yeah. just, it was, I just like, but how could they do that? That's just ridiculous. Yeah. And you got like the massive um, suplex spot. Yeah, that was mental. An eight man suplex, yes. Eight man <laughs> suplex, which is just, it's just all full of just crazy bits like that. And it just, I'm watching this thinking, mm-hmm. How come these guys haven't been like just thrown money at by the WWF? Because you know their tag team division is not great. And it's well, not been great gener- for a long time. They were Generation time. Me in TNA. Yes, they were. Yeah, yeah, but they they and were they kind were of utter garbage. Well, they weren't garbage, but <laughs> no. they, they were, were handled wrong. Completely stupid. And mm-hmm. this is just the the guys are they are amazing. Yeah, well, a, they were on this week's um uh, podcast with Colt Cabana, you know, the the yep. art of wrestling. Yeah. And they talk about how like they were basically rock bottom. They just thought, you know, screw it. We'll just do what we want to do. We'll just, you know, we'll we'll put on the tassels and we'll have like the the 90s neon stuff and just mm-hmm. go for it. And like New Japan basically just taking them and pushing them as far as hard as they can. <laughs> they just went, yeah, you'll do. We'll, we'll put you with one of the biggest teams we have, and yeah, we'll give you the belts as well. Yeah, but like you see, like the confidence in them and like mm-hmm. all the moves they're pulling off. It's just like. It's, it's, I watched it thinking, like, I had that same kind of feeling when you saw, like, you know, the Dudleys and the Hardys and the um, Edge and Christian kind of coming together, having these kind of great tag teams all kind of coming together at once mm-hmm. and just seeing what they can do in a match. And it yeah. was just, you know, it was, it was only about 10 minutes long, the match, but it, was, it felt so packed for the stuff. That was an amazing, for an, for an opener, it was incredible. I say, really, really spot heavy, but what was there was entertaining. It was yeah. clean. It was clean and crisp. Was all nothing was botched. Nothing no, was no, messed. No, no, no. It was. It was spot on the money. I know, it makes you laugh concerned. because there was that. Uh, was that uh, gif of um, Kozlov doing a move recently where he kind of he fell off the top rope, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he did. He tried to uh, jump off the top rope onto him and just like just uh, just fell on his face. He yes, just literally. That. Oops. And get, <laughs> um, uh, but then, like the indignity, he gets his foot caught in the top rope. Yeah, it's it's so he's just hanging there and he just can't get out because he's hanging from the top two ropes and he's just like. Everyone's on the floor, just kind of going, "Okay, we'll just uh, we'll, we'll just stand quickly. here for a minute." They, <laughs> you'll, work, you'll work it out. But they can't move quickly because the, the, the trainers can't get him out of the ropes. He's stuck in the middle of the ropes. So it's, yep. You know, I think that kind of shows there's like a very thin margin of error for the stuff they're doing. Oh yeah, if it God, goes oh, wrong, yeah. it's going to go very wrong. I mean, there's um, the double suplex off the top rope to the outside. I can't believe we even say those words. <laughs> and you can see one of the forever hooligans tries to move the barrier out of the way a bit so they don't yeah. get, they don't kill themselves on it. Yeah. I don't forget that was after Taichi trying to do a moonsault and the young bucks catching him. Yeah, it's just like all that kind of crazy stuff is just you see it in spots in like you know the the, the big WWE shows, but you don't see like that kind of condensed. We're just going to jump off everything as quickly as we can for ten minutes, and I want to yeah. see that. I want to see that more. <laughs> I don't think there'd be any occasion on a WWE pay-per-view either where this kind of match would take place in that it was four smaller teams. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Like smaller in stature. I don't mean smaller as in, you know, uh, yeah. as in down the card kind of thing. But, um, yeah, you know, it just wouldn't happen. They'd be, and they'd probably be given about five minutes. I mean, this match goes, what, quarter of an hour? Uh, uh, about 10 minutes, I think it is. Yeah, so but- that, it seems to have a lot more time to breathe and a lot more, t- you know, it's bloody quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think what helps as well, you 
you've got kind of four tag teams. You haven't got four groups of two singles guys who weren't doing anything and were kind of put together. Yeah, to, yeah, to yeah exactly, the exactly. You've got people who are actually kind of, you know, specialist tag team people. The Bucks actually say on the, the podcast called Cabana, they'll, they'll never split. They'll always want to be a tag team. Yeah, and yeah. You, 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 oh, don't get, you don't seem to get that anymore. You kind of get, you know, they'll be together for a while and then they'll split up for the inevitable solo push. Yeah, it's it's always a tag team. If there, if if a tag team is successful, it's always a case of well, how can we split these two guys up to either yeah. feud with each other, or or go off on their separate tangents. We need we need uh, to find the Michaels and the Janetti, don't they, at some point? Yeah, exactly. And uh, which is probably the more the most successful example of it that I know would be the Rockers. Yeah. Of that kind of booking, mm-hmm. um, but you've also got or tag teams are either two singles guys are doing bugger all. Yeah. Who will then they'll just stick together. Sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't. I think, like, um, at the moment, it, a kind of prime example of that would be Mizdow in WWE. Yeah. And that's that's working okay. But that's because the Miz, uh, Mizdow's doing, like, just the work of his life. <laughs> it's just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that could easily fail, but somehow Mizdow just somehow makes it perfect. I don't know what he does, but yeah. he, he keeps it watchable somehow. But you, you can kind of tell even then they're kind of boiling up a, up a storyline that, you know, oh, it'll yeah, eventually oh, yeah, it's be a and yeah, it'll, but... they'll, they'll rush it and it'll be at the Royal Rumble and the undercard or something like that. Well, but I, I think they rushed like the real Americans because they could have um, probably gone like another year and and had the belts. Whereas yeah. they kind of, they, they kind of, Cesaro was getting a bit big. So they thought, oh, we'll split him out and push him and then we won't push him at all. We'll just put him down there somewhere. Yeah, well, we'll make him win a battle royal at WrestleMania 30 and then just do nothing with him after that. With him. Well, sticking with Paul Heyman, which they think, uh, which uh, I genuinely no think sense. they thought, oh, this will be fine. It'll be absolutely amazing. It'll be gold dust. You'll do really good promos for him. But then it was like, well, Brock Lesnar, my client Brock Lesnar, my client Brock Lesnar. <laughs> oh, yeah, Cesaro's in the ring with me, but my client Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. kind of didn't it was like, well, work out. <laughs> anyway, anyway just, we're talking about WWE again. But yeah. it's just like, you know, to compare the divisions as they stand at the moment, it's just like, exactly. it's mm-hmm. night and day, isn't it? Yeah, but then, so, like, you you forget you have that match with the, those kind of tag teams. Then you get into the um, the the main tag team championship match between uh... the second match IWGP Tag Team Championship, the Outlaw Dog Gallows and the Machine Gun, Carl Anderson, Bullet Club, Blue Dog the Second, Debbie Boy Smith Jr. and the American Psycho, Lance Archer, KES. Much different match. Yeah. Um let's discuss the entrances. KS came out in motorbikes. Yes, he did. Yep. They do. They do. <laughs> and what, what, what's your problem with motorbikes, you No, I'm just saying it was quite interesting. And then the Bullet Club come out with fake bazookas and very potty mouths. Yeah, they do. Yes. He, he does come out with a swear with a swear, doesn't he? Straight oh, away. A couple of them. <laughs> I like, oh, hello. The quote I wrote down was, we're going to fucking war. And I just wrote down, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> now, Doc Gallows used to be uh, CM Punk's muscle in um, yep. the Straight Edge Society, didn't they? The Straight Edge Society, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. It's interesting to see, like, because once that broke up, they let him go quite quickly, didn't they? And But that here, he seems to be, like, part of, like, one of the biggest factions in the company. Yeah. Uh, it's um, amazing if you let somebody, like, be themselves and work that, you know, they're actually pretty good. Yeah. Was Doc map- Gallows not also was he not also Nux in TNA? Yes, he was <laughs> in in uh, Aces Nates. Yeah, I think they try to forget that. <laughs> yeah, for, for a second I thought you were going to say nails. <laughs> no, 
No, as far as I know, um, he's never brought a court case for accusing Vincent Wan of touching him up. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're oh, laughing dear. at that. We're la- I can't we're, believe we're, we're, we're laughing we're at laughing. sexual assault. We're laughing at sexual assault. That, that, well, that, that's the kind of um, atmosphere that's been left by Jimmy Savile. That's what it's like. You know? Pretty much, mm-hmm. yeah. You, you can either laugh or cry. That's what, you, that's, that's what you're left doing, I think. So this tag team match was the polar opposite of the one before because this was just four large men wanting to kill each other. They were just they just hit each other really hard, didn't they? I have written here polite applause whilst four uh, whilst four wrestlers batter the shite out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think of Davy Boy Smith, Davy Boy Smith Junior? He he's really good. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I don't know. You should watch some of his single stuff. His single stuff is fantastic. Maybe it's just the match then, because it's, it, it just seemed to be like four men running into each other or into the turnbuckles. There was a lot of clotheslines, I'll give you that. Yeah. Or proper full-on lariats towards yeah. the end. So yeah, that was... Uh, I don't think we talked spent too long on that one, because it was just like, it's all right. Yeah. But after I mean, the first match, it's difficult to kind of... You, how can you follow that first match? You can't. It, well, yeah, exactly. It's, it's a bit of a, of a jarring contrast. We're going to give a, you know... One full-on tag match with high flyers, and then we're going to give you another tag match with absolute brutality. It's, it's yeah. sort of um, get everyone, everyone hyper this match to get everyone kind of calm down, back to kind yeah. of normal again before we get to the next match. Uh, which was, was this, this was the NWA match, wasn't it? The third match, NWA World Heavyweight Championship. The challenger, Mr. Strong Arms Atashi Kojima. The champion, Herman Rockaway. Yes, this was the NWA yes. World Heavyweight Championship. Rob Conway defending against Satoshi Kojima. Um, with a bit of Stan Stark. Hansen. Yes, with the... Well, no, no, it was for Holly Race here. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Oh, I'll spoil the rest of the show. God oh, damn it. Phil. Yeah, Apologies. Um, let's talk about Bruce Tharp. He's the greatest man ever. <laughs> <laughs> he is so cheesy and terrible. Just and because. Just, just because he is. And he came out wearing a fantastic bow tie as well. It was a great bow tie, I'll give you that. I didn't even know like the NWE belt was, belt was still a thing. I've written that. I've written NWA Championship. <laughs> it still exists. <laughs> it does on like very, very local TV, but it's still a thing. There must well, be like a group of guys around, sat around a table somewhere in America who is still in charge of the NWA, kind of going, we remember well, the good old days in the 70s. You <laughs> have, like, have to like, dust them off every now and again to make sure they're alive or yeah, not. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 do you remember when Ric Flair had the belt? <laughs> That, Why are they all that, southern? That is exactly what they sound like as well. That is exactly what a southern wrestling <sighs> sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Um, Harley Race is not moving well. He's well. He's very old, isn't he? Yeah, he he struggled to get in the ring. Well, I remember the, the last time I watched the thing with him wrestling, it was like Hulk Hogan and putting him through a table on <laughs> wrestling classic. <laughs> that but it, help. it was one of those old uh, metal tables that just bent round him, didn't actually oh, break. Oh, uh, it got the thing round it. Um. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, his table. The, the amount of abuse he's taken over the years, you know, the fact that he can still walk to the ring, I think, is to be applauded. Mm. Very much, very much. Now, yeah. I've just written here, uh, strange seeing national angles when the Japanese guy is the face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's also put, Rob Conway has raided Buff Bagwell's wardrobe tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you be referring to the USA flight cloak? Yes, I would. <laughs> Which is, I, I highlighted that piece of wardrobe choice as well, because that's that, that's a bold choice when you're walking out to the ring, isn't it? It is. It is indeed. And I've also got um, 
Conway is probably the most outright heel so far tonight. Oh, yes. totally. He plays up the kind of gaijin, I'm American and you're Japanese, and I'm trying not to be racist, but you're all slanty eyed pricks kind of tone, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Pretty much, yes. Basically, America number one, look at me. I'm buff, I'm tan, I look like I'm a, a complete and utter idiot, you know. Yeah. So it was like, it was a bit stiff and a bit plodding, I thought. Uh, yeah, and that, well, was, I, and that was after Harley raced through one of the greatest punches ever that Ristarp <laughs> sold like he was like dying. I did write, I, I think I just wrote, old man punch, exclamation mark. Because <laughs> um, yeah. you still amazing. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. I think it's just Conway's like, he's, you, you can kind of see why he's the NWA champion. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm trying to say they couldn't find anybody else willing to have the belt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Now, I need to explain something now. Oh, Rob God. Conway, you'll have noticed, came down with another guy as well. It was, it was, it was some, some other random fella. Yeah, his name is um, Jack Stain. Unfortunately, when the Japanese say it, it sounds like Jack Stain, as in the stain you get after, after you know. jacking it. Off, yeah, yeah it, it's pretty terrible. Um... Yeah, he was on the following show and announcing Jack Stain as someone's opponent. Sort of like, yeah, that's 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 uh, pressure. Got a better name for that. Probably, probably. Um, probably. This match was really not much until Kojima basically started his comeback and then just went through his trademark moves. Uh, the, yep. the crowd absolutely love him. And a nice brutal clothesline finisher. Of course, that's how you finish matches in Japan with a nasty mm-hmm. looking clothesline. And uh, you, just before that was a brain buster, which you haven't seen in WWE for a long, long time. No. <laughs> <laughs> wonder why. Yeah. Well, like, even in, like, the, uh, go back to the Unbox match, there was a throwaway spike tombstone pile driver off the ropes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, just throw those. In. <laughs> they just threw that in there. Halfway throw those that. crippling moves in there. <laughs> that's known as a spot in Japan. Yeah, that's just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, we'll just, like, land, just dump you straight on the head, and that's fine. Yeah. So, because um, I suppose... I'm going to put this delicately. They haven't been Benoit yet in Japan, have they? Oh, oh well, no, not yet. No. <laughs> not yet. It's probably coming. You would have thought at some point it's, something like that's going to happen because their style is very stiff and it's you know very much kind of blows well, to the head. And uh, uh, we've probably got two candidates for that later on in the show. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get we'll get to we'll get to the potential Benoits later. Yeah. Um, oh, so... Seriously, sorry, sorry, sorry. Can we seriously just use the word potential Benoit? Well, nope, I didn't say anything. Have we, we gone? <laughs> Apparently. That's the name of the show, by the way, Potential Benoit. <laughs> potential Hello? <laughs> That's really weird. I said I I said I invent the term Ben Ward and all of a sudden the Skype the WWE lawyers just kill my Skype actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just presses the the end button. <laughs> yeah. Like they've got like some kind of random searches everywhere on the internet for anybody mentioning his name. Like, no, get rid of it. <laughs> nope, rid of it. Nope. Sorry. Just on a very, very tangent subject to that, I was watching the um the Chris Jericho episode of um uh the Monday Night Wars on the WWE oh, yeah. network last night. 
Yeah. And it's like they were talking about like all the people coming in from WCW after Chris Jericho came over. Mm-hmm. So they show like Dean Malenko and they show um, Guerrero and they show Perry Saturn. But every time it's like the the, the picture looks very cropped. Mm. Like oh, I, like see, this... I see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> like it's really really tight on those three, and you can't see anybody else. So it's like oh, that looks kind of blown up a little bit. That looks a little bit kind of. Could they not just like paste it? Why are they? Have they cut something off the frame now? I don't know what's. I mean, anyway, I don't know what's going on with it. So I just thought I mentioned we'll that. See it again. We'll get the call. <laughs> Embarrassing. So moving on from the uh, the potential Benoit situation. Mm. Yes. Uh, the next match. Oh, this match is not very good. <laughs> Fourth match. Special tag match. The Crazy Hunter returns, recalling those legendary bouts. Hollis Crazy and Daniel Crazy. Kazushi Sakuraba and Yuji Nagata. Um, I always kind of when I see two guys in a wrestling match going to the the ring wearing their kind of judo geese. Yeah, I'm always like, oh, here we go. Yeah, it's gonna be a little bit (laughs) MMA. It's gonna be a little bit grabby. Yeah, I've got a note on here saying this is basically a pro wrestling themed MMA fight. Mm Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's and not also, that great. <laughs> Japan's ever linguishing obsession with the Gracie name as well, because you know, put a Gracie in anything the Japanese are immediately interested. Yeah, um, it's a shame, really, because you know the Gatter and um, his name Sakuruba. They're really yeah. they got like a nice, they got a, I like their, their little promo. Them sitting down eating, having like a drink of tea and talking about <laughs> whatever they're talking about. I, I like, yeah. It's a great little promo that it's brills. Yeah, and he's clearly oh. kind of training this other fella. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see like flashes of um, like Nagata, like how good he is. Yeah, Nagata's really good. He's really whenever, stiff as well, though. But whenever he starts getting good, like the Grace go, no, nope, I'm going to get you on a hold on the floor. Yeah, it's that kind of match. Um, the entrance was very interesting because, you know, we had them um, all very little mini Sakurabas as well. Yes. <laughs> and then yeah. does, does his pose. Arranged in height order, no less. Mm. Yeah. With wrestling just... masks. Did, did Jimmy Savile not have an innocent entrance? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> do you mean, yeah. do you, are you saying that Nagata's a potential Savile? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> oh, no. No, I wouldn't cast aspersions on him at all. He'd probably kick the hell out of me. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> In Japan, would it be called um, Operation Cherry Blossom Tree? Oh, my God. Maybe. <laughs> Operation Bonsai Tree. Operation Bonsai. <laughs> no we're going too far this this, i i the gracies i don't like him no it just wasn't a great match um i mean i've never really followed mma but i remember ken shamrock on the he wasn't podcast talking about how much he hated one of the gracies the dodging him in a fight so i like like, i don't like the gracies because ken shamrock didn't like him and ken shamrock's awesome (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's true uh, Sakurab is a former MMA fighter as well so there's sort of a relationship there Yeah, um, he transitioned to the pro wrestling after his MMA career consisted of him getting knocked out in violent violent manner so he just said you know what let's go to the non-lethal form of um, combat now <laughs> yeah. yeah let's do that for a little while mm. and also a rare finish in Japan a DQ yeah I- I've written on that um, choking oh, yeah, him out yeah. with his gi question mark dirty cheating bastards <laughs> Yeah, I've got another one here saying, I like, I like Sakuraba's way of making sure Nagata comes round. Just slap him. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it, isn't it? Hello. 
<laughs> yeah, just Wake proper up. smacking him round. <laughs> Come on, Magar, on the squats. Come on. Why would he do squats? Come on. And then Sakuraba gets uh, on the microphone after the match, which malfunctions, gets over that a uh, bit, but then starts talking, and I've only written, this sounds like Hoi Pal want another kicking. Pretty much <laughs> what you were saying, believe it or not. All oh, right, well, there you go. The following month, they have How? a rematch. <laughs> what, all four of them? No, no, just Sakuraba. Good. Um, this match is probably the worst match in the, the card, I think. It's yeah. probably the worst one of the night, yeah. It's not that great. It's got one of those ideas that kind of go, it's, it's a novelty match which kind of goes on too long. Mm. And then the yeah, crowd like, don't even know what to do with it either. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's not great. Considering the sort of blind in action you've seen so far, you know. No. <laughs> it's not really a patch on that, really. No. So where would you go after that kind of you know boring technical MMA match? Who who do you bring out to change the tone of the uh, of, of the show? The fifth match, the special tag team match, Invader X Sheldon X Benjamin, an ill-natured man, Nilaru Suzuki, and YTR Yano Toru, and straight from hell, Great Muto. Mm, I'd bring it the Great Muta. The Great Muta, who I'm pretty sure they say is coming straight from hell. Yes, they do. <laughs> the Great Muta, straight from hell. And straight from hell, Great Muta! He just looks like a confused old man. I'm sorry. <laughs> because he is at this <laughs> point, come on. I know, I know. He just, he just really looks like odd. Have you heard about The Rock, by the way? Yes. <laughs> That's Phil Her- right. You know how The Rock was over in Japan promoting Hercules? No, I did not know. I knew he was in China or something. I didn't know he was in Japan. But go for he's it. in Japan. Well, he's not yeah. now, but he's, he's back now. He was. He was. Like, he, last week, yeah, a couple, like last week, he was on like, chat shows over in Japan. He travels, it's fine, I get it. He does. Yeah, oh yes, he, he gets in planes and things. He does, um, totally, yeah. He's he a does, rich man. Yeah. And poses with muscles outside. Play- anyway, anyway. He's got a lot of muscles, hasn't he? It's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of protein. Anyway. Yes. Um, Muta says that basically he, he, in an interview beforehand, says that he doesn't, you know, doesn't appreciate the Rock coming into his country, so he's going to confront. The, he's going to confront the Rock. Oh wow! Right? Yeah, and I've not, I have not seen footage of this yet, but I've been told this that uh, during one of the um, uh, uh, the press conferences, Muta walks through the crowd and confronts the Rock, but Muta is dressed as Hercules. Wow! Um, hang on, I'm going to look for this right now. <laughs> Screw the rest of the show. I'm looking for this clip right now. Because <laughs> Mu- Muta comes out. He's got a costume here when he comes out to the ring um, with a helmet that I'm pretty sure he can't see out of. Yeah, I'm thinking that. Going, because, he must be real careful. When he comes down to he comes down the ramp, but when he gets to those steps, he's really, really careful going up those steps. Yeah, and there's there's a moment where he, his hand goes out to touch the top rope, yeah. rope and he miss. He kind of has to like put it in the air and then put, just just let his hand drop. <laughs> yeah. but then like he takes off he takes off the helmet uh, the helmet he's wearing like that mask underneath mm-hmm. yeah which I'm, I'm i'm really hoping was made out of rubber because like on the back of his head there's like this giant kind of square box yeah uh, that that looks like it's made out of like you know metal or something obviously it's not because if he landed on that i think he would actually be dead i think so yeah but it, it, it must yeah. be it must be like soft but it looks <laughs> like it doesn't look healthy to have that kind of thing on the back of your head when you go into a wrestling match <laughs> No, it's it's, it's Kijimuto. At this point, I'm it's probably keeping him alive. 
Probably. And and he was joined by um well I, I suppose the sort of comedy heel of New Japan, um Toro Yano, who is a a plump gentleman. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we're supposed to mention that they were surrounded by dragons. They were, yes. Yeah, they were, they were when they were. came out, yes. The dragons came out straight from hell, of course. Of course, because where else do dragons come from? Yeah. And up against uh, Suzuki Gun, which was in this one, uh, uh, and Benjamin. Yep, certain next Benjamin and Minoru Suzuki, the leader of Suzuki Gun. I thought Benjamin had died when um, Shawn Michaels super kicked him off the ropes. No, apparently no. he lived on. He just went to Japan. I thought I thought that actually killed him because, like you know, that was a brutal super kick off the ropes. I watched that the other day. It was so great. I remember seeing it for the first time, and I, I think I might have just died there myself because I'm kind of like, oh. <laughs> Just out of sympathy for Benjamin taking that right to the face. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and um, I think I've written down is, yep, they have a match. Uh, yeah. Um, this match is built off the feud that Suzuki and uh, Yano were having, basically. Yeah. Suzuki doesn't appreciate Yano's antics. Um, at one point, Yano would come out to the, into the ring chilling his DVD, which I think he was doing this time as well. And uh, the best point was, I think it was mid-last year, Suzuki just threw the DVD into the crowd. And nice. the, the facials that Yano pulls, it's almost like he's been had his leg chopped off. It's like, he's <laughs> threw my DVD into the crowd. How dare you? Well, the, uh, the, only, the only other highlight I've got down for this match is at one point, Muta goes into the ring and you think, ah, oh, he's going to get a table. Oh, he's going to get a chair. He's going to get mm. something. And he pulls out a giant metal pillar. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's like as long as the ring and it, it looks like it's something that they used to hold up the lighting gantry. And like he's trying to, he's literally trying to like, right? I'm going to hit somebody with this. And I think somebody kind of goes up to him and goes, "Can I do that, just, pal? Just, just don't, please, God, just 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 leave it, because that yeah, that's yeah, actually yeah. important. <laughs> yeah, it's actually part of the ring. Yeah, that's actually ring, part of the ring. Actually, going to collapse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you carry on pulling that. Just put that back, please. Yeah. And then yeah, we get a bit of the, the green mist, you know, which yeah. is always good, always fun to see. It's yeah. green and red, isn't it? There's a bit of red mist as well. I can't remember now. Uh, it's green, I believe, but there may be a red tint to it. Because he, he he hits his does he he tries to hit his partner but misses and gets um, Suzuki doesn't he? Yeah, he, he goes to hit Yano because he's bumped into him and then Yano ducks and he get Suzuki gets spat with the green mist and then Yano rolls him up. Yeah, I, I love how Suzuki sells it. It's like five minutes later he still can't stand up. Yeah, well, well that's the thing, selling. You know, it's not difficult. Yeah. people. Please do it. <laughs> In all the matches so far tonight, if you're not knowing, all they, they they have a bit of a focus on the losers, kind of yeah. really ruining the fact that they're. Ruin you know, the fact they're in pain. Yeah, exactly. they really properly sell like yeah. what that they've gone through like a proper hard match. I also love the but trainers you know, running it at the end as well. I think that's a great touch patch as well. Stuff. Yeah, the ice packs that just make good. sure they're okay. You know, it, it makes it look more realistic, which is the idea. Yeah, yeah, it's the idea. It, it feels like even though you got the great Muta coming straight from hell. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. It's yeah. still like you know, there's still like what he's doing in the ring is still real and it still hurts. Mm, this is true. So, which is which is you know which is fine. Yeah. Um, that was that. That was a match. Now, at, at this point, the pay per view goes through a break, doesn't it? it? Goes through an intermission. Yeah, it goes through intermission. Now, did anyone watch the adverts? Yes, because yeah, they were five good. minutes of the greatest things I've seen in my entire life. Yeah, the adverts. <laughs> you, adver- like, adver- you get adverts every single show. You must watch them because like sometimes the best part of the show. Because <laughs> I believe New <laughs> Japan is owned by a, by a, a trading card company, aren't they? Yes, Bushy, they're owned uh, by Bushy Road. Road. Yeah, Bushy Road. They're owned by them. So basically, you get yeah. about ten minutes worth of trading card adverts. <laughs> Which all of them look like amazing, and I was just like trying to throw my my money at the internet to buy them because. <laughs> so here, take my, like, take, take my money. Take my money because 
at one point there's a, there's a new Japan card game that a card is playing. It's like what? Oh yeah, this this big the new Japan card game is massive. It's been on for so a number of years now. <clears throat> Why is that in my house? Why? Why is that in my house? <laughs> because you wouldn't be able to read it. I don't care. <laughs> I've, I've just built a flipping Gundam robot. With the, all, all the instructions are in Japanese. I can work around these things. I suppose. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, Those habits then, were amazing. Yeah, and then we get to the best advert of all, which is Shinsuke Nakamura selling noodles. Yes, oh, I want those noodles as well. Genius. I want the ball. I want a noodle ball. I want a New yeah. Japan noodle ball. <laughs> I, 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 I want New Japan. Just everything. <laughs> just, just, just in my house. Give me it all. Give yeah, me all. Just, just give me all. All that. Including, that, yeah, including want... that part of the lightning rig that Muta tried to hit someone. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I just want everything on these adverts because they're just amazing. They've gone to the next <laughs> show and Muto will be like, Where, where's that barrier going? Muto running away with it going, it's mine. <laughs> it's mine. It's not mine now. <laughs> I just that imagine the next show Muta would come down to the ring with that lightning rig already <laughs> over his shoulders. <laughs> he's actually attached the lightning rig to the metal plate at the back of his head and he's just wearing it now. <laughs> <laughs> he's just wearing it. He's just going to come down to the he's ring. He's now known as Colin Great Muto or something. <laughs> yep. Colin Great Muto, sir. Oh, dear. Anyway, next match. Uh, King of Destroyer. King of Destroyer. The sixth match. The King of Destroyer match. The Underboss, Bad Luck Folly versus Unchained King Kong, Togi Makabe. Oh, yes, this match. Togi Makabe against Bad Luck Folly, one of the worst wrestlers in New Japan. <laughs> now... Now he's not he's not great, but I no. in the, in the promo video you see his finisher, which is like um, the race's edge, but he just yeah. throws them. <laughs> he basically yeah. launches them. <laughs> just kind of throws. Yeah, he just gives up on the whole fallen part and just yeah. throws. He gets him up. He gets him up in the crucifix and goes, "You know what? I'm just going to lob you." Woof. Which ironically is called the bad luck fall. Oh well, yeah, yeah bad, because you bad luck with that one. <laughs> yeah. I I can't see that one getting through the uh, developmental system in for NXT to mm, WWE. No, that I think no. if you land that wrong, you're in a lot of trouble. Because <laughs> there's, yeah. there's just nothing you can do to protect yourself. No, no. it's basically you're land on your head, brace and hope for the best. Yeah, <laughs> now, you're gonna land no, I, on your neck. The rules of this match are very simple. You either had to win by knockout or submission. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. No, I've written down bit forearm heavy this match. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> There's a lo- whole lot of like hitting and grunting. Mm. And the big point of the match is when Fally does the bad luck fall to Maccabee. Up to this point, every single person he's done that to has been knocked out. Maccabee yeah. gets up. That's the big turning point. He's he's so tough he can survive uh-huh. being launched onto his head. But then he gets his revenge by killing Fally by the table spot to the outside. Well, I think I think he killed the table more than Fally to be honest, because that table looked. Well, very Japanese. Well, the problem is he because it's like um, Fally's on the on the apron and he, he gets him in a power bomb and mm-hmm. puts him through the table which is by the uh, by the ramp. But he takes a te- too many. He takes one step too far forward. <laughs> yeah. So fa- like Fally's neck and shoulders basically miss the table and just lands straight on the edge of the ramp. Yeah. And sure he kills him. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. At that point, Fally's dead because <laughs> he just yeah. lands. He lands squarely on his head on a steel ramp. Yeah, it, it's almost like the spot from it, ECW One Night Stand where Masato Tanaka nearly dies because he gets put through the metal support of the table. Yeah, by Mike Awesome. It's, if anyone remembers that spot. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, you start watching the time you see him grab the back of his head. It's kind of like you should be dead <laughs> right now. Yeah. Well, Fally, yeah. Be, they, they, I think doesn't somebody come out an ice pack, Fally, straight away, even though the match yeah. is still going on. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They're just like, 
we need to do something. I think he's actually dead. Yeah, we'll get an ice pack on dead. him. Because <laughs> there's a shot not long after that when he's like he's like put back into the ring and he kind of takes I think a brutal, some kind of painful looking move in the corner. And he's just like on the floor and he's like, "Yeah, I'm dead." You can just see his eyes are just like, "This match needs to end pretty soon because I yeah. don't know where I am." It's going to be like Sandman-esque against mm. McFoley that one time in the Texas Death Match where Sandman's knocked out for ninety nine percent of it. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! It's it's the one where Sandman. It's on Mick Foley's box set. Sandman goes into absolute autopilot. Yeah, he and doesn't getting... doesn't click and has no concept of time and doesn't click that he has to stay down for ten. Keeps so he up. keeps getting up at seven. <laughs> and the, the the look of frustration on Mick Foley's face is stupendous. I need to watch that match again. Oh, it's brilliant! It's so yeah. funny. Because once you know what's going on, you're there going, nope, nope, he's 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 gonna he's no, he's up again. <laughs> yeah. So this was another match. It was entertaining. Like there's, there's a bit where he kind of gets the chain around his neck and uh, finally drags him around by his neck. That that oh, yeah. was quite a brutal little little fucking thing. But it, it, the match ends with his death. So I don't think we should celebrate it really. Well, because well. he actually gets killed. Well, yeah, Maccabee hits him with the King Kong knee drop, and that's about it, really. Yeah, he takes that to the back of the head and then gets a knee to the back of the head. It's like, come on! <laughs> well, if you thought that <laughs> was just... violent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, we could... I think they just think that was just like the, the, the book is kind of right. We need to kind of build up to the proper violence. Mm-hmm. Let's do that spot, and then we'll get to the people who, who want to do like a headectomy with their feet. <laughs> The seventh match, the special single match, the return of Hiroki Goto, the wrestler Katsuyori Shibata, and Wild Samurai Hiroki Goto! So, the next match is probably the match of the show up to this point. It's the return of Hiroki Goto, who had his jaw broken by Shibata in the G1. Consider that when we go through this review. Hiroki Goto versus Katsuyori Shibata. I'm just going to let you guys talk because I've seen this before, so go. It's a bit stiff, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is very, 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 very stiff. Uh, Shibata's, uh, isn't he like an MMA guy whose career is basically him just getting beaten repeatedly? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. He's obviously um, got some aggression he needs to get out, which he does in this match on... on um, Goto's face and jaw mm-hmm. by just but, hitting him with forearms as brutally as he can. Also, that's the point as well. He does focus on his jaw because, well, he broke it. He knows it's weak. Yes, logic. But they, they've not- obviously got great chemistry, haven't they? Because like they, they, they're, they're both, you know, ostensibly baby facing. They're both of them just kind of like, right, we're just gonna try and find out who's the best, mm-hmm. and, and just who's was- got the best fighting spirit. Yeah, which which apparently we need to find out by drop kicking somebody's head in the corner of the rope, corner of the ring. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do. Yes, it's, it's, it's the manly way. It's the manly way just manly. to run full tilt and yes. drop kick his head as he sat in the corner. Yep. That, yeah. that 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 looked that looked a little stiff as well, didn't it? It does, and you notice in a lot of these moves, just get one counts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Late <laughs> on in the match, it's not as if they go from you know minor moves, a couple of one counts, a couple of twos, and then your two point nines, and finally your three. Mm-hmm. No, even I think after a, a good two thirds of the way through this match, they're barely getting one counts on each other. Yeah, this is after they've like drop kicked forearmed. There's a great spot at the beginning where they're just trading forearms and just screaming at each other. 
And that's, I think, yeah. it's before the drop kick of Doom as well. <laughs> but there's that great sequence where, like, um, one suplexes the other one, and the other one, the other one gets up straight away and suplexes him back. Yeah, it's... and then he suplexes him, and then he suplexes him. It goes on for like about I don't know about twenty minutes or something, and then just suplexing yeah. each other. It's, it's, it's a, a brutal, brutal match. <laughs> I've also written down on their um, headbutts exclamation mark. Mm. A lot of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think what what kind of we, this we talked about you know the um, the heavyweight tag team match really that was just kind of people hitting each other. Yeah, but I think where, where, where what takes this match up the, to that kind of next stage is just the change of paces they do, mm-hmm. because it's it's all kind of like you know quite plodding and quite deliberate, and then there'll be like this massive kind of increase in pace for a few minutes, mm-hmm. and then they'll slow it back down again. And they kind of like they keep running through that cycle a few times in the match, and that kind of helps it kind of you know that just makes it a little bit more special. It's Goto's kick to Shibata when he's on the mat. Those you can't protect those. Those just suck. Yeah. And the lariats, and the <coughs> forearms, and the everything. Yeah, and, and the, the drop every... kick. I mean, I mean, he, with that drop kick, he does try to take his head off, doesn't he? I'm not. Mm-hmm. That's not a lie. Is he? he actually like, right? I'm going to remove your head. No, with no my there's, feet. A, there's a gif I've I've located that I will put onto the Tumblr. Um, yeah, there's actually a point where just before the drop kick, the referee is taking him off a goto because it's like, no, no, you're you're too violent. And it's like, no, 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 no. I'll show you violent. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think I think what he's actually trying to do is he's realised that the uh, the corner post is actually bent, and he's trying to ki- he's trying to kick it back into straightness, but he doesn't realise his friend's head's in the way. Yeah, and he's, oh no, I've accidentally brutally kicked you in the face with both feet at once. Mm-hmm. Now, people that have seen this match have fallen to two camps. One, this was too uncomfortably violent; I couldn't enjoy it. Or two, this was really really violent; I really enjoyed it, but. This shouldn't happen very often because wow, it's too violent. Where are you gonna fall on this one? Um, option B. Like, wow, this is stiff. Yeah, yeah. it, 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 it does feel in, like the, the, there's moments where you're kind of a bit um, uncomfortable. Well, not uncomfortable, but there's moments where it, it it borders on, and I'm gonna use the word cartoony in that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they shouldn't be able to get up it from this. Gets, Almost yeah, exactly. It's like kind of going, if you took one of those, you'd be you'd be crippled. <laughs> yeah, and you're there kind of going, nope. It's like it's like Phil was saying that that one where they're getting up and one suplexes the other, and then the guy get, taking the suplex gets up and does the next suplex to the other, and they swap over and swap over. You're like, if you took one of them, you'd be absolutely leathered. Now I need to point out something at this point. This isn't even the most violent match these two guys have had. Right. Really? Well, does one of them get a big giant metal column out from under the ring? <laughs> that's the, that's the only way you can get more violent, I think. No, no, no. That, that's I think sm- this, this a lot of like is up there. A lot of you know the um, the Japanese wrestling is about the kind of fighting spirit, isn't it? And the kind mm-hmm. of with the will of the the people in the ring. And I think this is kind of that taken to like the almost like the nth degree. It's like. Mm-hmm. They're both trying to show like how strong their spirit is by just it, not backing it's, it's down. It's the warrior spirit. It's basically, I will not go down. You have to physically kill me, and the crowd are going mental during this. Yeah, oh, the crowd they love like, it, don't they? The, the crowd are absolutely eating this up, and it's very weird to see a Japanese crowd get. You know, they're as we've mentioned earlier, when they're very like, "Oh yeah, that was very good." Whereas this, they're kind of like, "Mon, kill him, kill him." <laughs> but I think it is like you know when you when you get those kind of series of forums where they're just like screaming at each other, just like mm-hmm. belting each other. You know they're trying to put their teeth through the top of the other person's skull, mm-hmm. and but I think I think that kind of really speaks to the crowd in Japan a lot more than it does in in this country. I think mm-hmm. unless you understand Japanese wrestling and Japanese culture, yeah, yeah. 
I think uh, it is one like if you know somebody who likes MMA matches, mm-hmm. maybe show them this match. They'll appreciate it. Yeah, yeah I'll appreciate this one. But yeah, that was that was that was a match. That was definitely yeah, a match. It's one of my favorite matches of the year. Um, well stiff in Japan, but yeah, very very stiff and very very. Yeah. Not very many people can do this kind of style, but believe it or not, these two are now tag teaming together. Well, they do. Like it ends with them being all kind of like the the, the respect between the two of them. So yeah, would you yeah, want to face both, these like, two ever? No, <laughs> no, because they'll they would actually <laughs> drop kick my head off. Yeah, and then like, my head would kick be... your head off as well. Yeah, it would just end up like in the floor somewhere because they would have kicked my head off my head mm-hmm. because I wouldn't be able to take one of those moves. I wouldn't be able to look at. Somebody taking that move, it'd be like yeah. it would hurt me too much. What about Goto's finisher, the um, shooting guy? It, it's very fancy. It's a nice one, isn't it? Mm. After all these sort of like kicks and punches and forearms, it's a very nice, flashy finisher. It feels like that feels like a like a um, a Western finisher. Mm. You know what I mean? It's it's got that kind of um, showboatiness to it. Yeah, I can Does see that. that. Make sense. Yeah, it's, it's not like, f- you know, like like a, a, a brutal, like, you know, a massive clothesline or like mm-hmm. a kick to the face. It's, it's not like, a traditional hey, finish, like a brain buster or something like that. No, no. It's good, though. Mm-hmm. I, I did enjoy the match. It was, you know, the, I think it was like that relationship between the two guys, I think, is what made it seem even better. Yeah. But speaking of uh, entrances. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The Ace March IWGP Junior Heavyweight Class Championship. The challenger, Golden Star, Kota Ibushi. And the champion, real rock and roller, Prince Davit. Prince of Davitor. Yeah. The real uh, rock and roller. With lots of W's, <laughs> apparently. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the king of bullet club. Yes, he indeed, is. Indeed. Apparently, uh, Davit's entrance for this was going to be a light-up jacket. But then he knows, he, he kind of knew that Jericho had done it before. Mm, he used the so, night jacket afterwards, though. Did he? Yeah, he used yeah, it first. You see it, you, you see it in the promo. You see it's got like all lights around the outside, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Jericho, actually, Jericho nicked it from Devitt. Disgusting. Well, there you go. Disgusting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but I, I think th- this, this, this plan B is well cooler. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Devitt comes out. Describe how he comes out, because uh, it's, well, it's amazing. The druids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. or, or because Japanese. that's where you always start, isn't it? That's where you always but, start with the wrestling entrance. Yeah, the, the, the dry ice of the druids, and then the uh, the casket is uh, is wheeled in, and then it is it is put upright, and then at the opportune moment, um, our prince David comes out. Um, the first thing notice about him is he has the body paint of carnage. Yep, all over him. Yeah, I think the thing that's kind of kicked off Prince Davit's kind of habit of painting himself, painting himself, or dressing up as movie or comic book characters. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember um, one of the DVDs you gave me last year was Wrestle Kingdom Seven, which had uh, Ibushi, Debit, and Loki. Oh yeah, and Loki, Loki came out. Yeah, age of forty-seven for the Hitman films. So he, he he basically wrestled the entire match in a suit and tie. Yes. Well, and a pair of yeah. guns. So I'm I'm guessing Debit kind of thought, you know what? I'm back in the Tokyo Dome. Let's put a show on. Yep. Pretty much. And he comes out much. like that. He comes out with Bullet Club, but no bad luck fella, as you remember, because he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. But the rest yeah, of the Bullet Club are there. Earlier. But the rest of them are all there. The Young Bucks and the new tacky champions and the other fella who's kind of a bit annoying. Oh, and like, I, I, must say, I must say, like when the match kind of kicks off, there is some fine heel stable work done by those guys. 
Mm-hmm. The way that they're kind of, you know, um, distracting the ref and kicking the other guy when he's down and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was fantastic heel work. That's the very there controversial the... part because that doesn't happen a lot in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That would be unusual. Mm. And I mean, that, that's it, it, the, the advantage that New Japan have is that there is this, as we've said, this kind of warrior spirit and ethics and all this kind of stuff about um, fights in New Japan or any other Japanese um, federation. So it's it, it's good for the heels to just kind of say, nah, screw that. You know, we're going to do this yeah. and the next thing. Whereas in America, it's kind of like, oh, well, we'll have new DQ matches all the time and we'll have this, that all the time. The, there was a there was a, a Jim Ross podcast not long ago where he was saying that really there's no rules to break anymore in American pro wrestling. Yeah, they don't get told off using the closed fist anymore. Like the they go out the ring and do what they want. It's I think mm-hmm. it's since the action yeah. era. It's kind of I mean, you can brawl like down, Bro X and the ref is kind of like, all right, I'll be here. Go on, boys. Yeah. And if, if <laughs> like, he, if, he pointed out they don't even name the referees anymore. Like if you listen, if you watch a WWE match, they they very rarely actually even refer to the referee being in the ring. No, he's just the guy yeah. wearing the funny thing. But they don't even give him that. It's not like the referee Earl Hepner or Tim White or, you know, they don't, they're not even given a name. Oh, unless they're is, like you know, the main event, I guess. I think the last I remember one being named was the guy who did the fast count on Daniel Bryan during that whole thing. Oh, yeah. But otherwise, they they don't even like, they're not even acknowledged as being in there. It's just like, they just have the match. And I think mm-hmm. that has kind of, broken down like the kind of sportiness of it yeah which yeah, you can it's, still it's... see like like the ref still like in here like whenever the guys start the match even though you know Devitt stood there dressed as carnage with like a really look of just pure evil on his face the ref's still there checking his boots mm-hmm. yeah, but they're, they're still yeah. kind of employing that kind of side to it which is great I think that I think that's something that should really be kind of brought back mm-hmm. simple it things simple so it's things. just simple yeah, little just... bits and bobs like that that make it a pro wrestling show rather than just sort of like oh it's television entertainment who cares look it's the flippy yeah. guys it's great I've got a note on here Ibushi gets slapped off the top turnbuckle before Carl <laughs> Anderson power bombs him neck first onto the apron yeah that, that yes like... I've got that that power bomb oh, they just they want to actually just disable him with that move because that's that's a <laughs> nasty looking power bomb yeah here's the interesting thing about Ibushi he's actually on a dual contract between New Japan and DDT now that's like having something signed to TNA and WWE at the same time. It wouldn't happen in America. No, not at all. That's so, weird. Really mm, weird. Yeah, he kind of broke the mold with that. It was the first sort of when it was announced. I kind of thought, huh? But it works. You know, New Japan get him for whatever they need for. DDT get him for whatever he needs for. He gets double the pay. Yeah, he's quite happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. well, you know, he's a really. He's a really good worker as well. Like him and Divot have clearly got some good chemistry in the ring because they pull mm-hmm. out a great little match. They do. Yep. And you know, you've got Devitt's like kind of really nasty looking foot stumps on top of the ring. You've got like the interference from outside. Then they get kicked out and the match kind of kicks up into gear with a few like kind of crazy high spots. It's a, it's yeah. a good, well worked match, this. Mm-hmm. Uh, top rope Frankensteiner. Devitt's brain buster doesn't get a three. Foot stomp doesn't get a three. <laughs> crazy German <laughs> suplex followed by sit down powerbomb. Two and a half. <laughs> Two and a half. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, Ibushi gets pinfall after absolutely massive corkscrew drive off the top rope. It was a double moonsault. Yeah. So it was, I. Mm. Yeah, it was a, well, no, it wasn't a moonsault, sorry. It was a double, so it was a 720 essentially off the top rope. Pretty much, there's yeah. There's loads in there. There's, like, you kind of, there's loads of high spots and near finishes there, aren't there? Which is, you know, yeah. 
from the kind of slightly slower style, it kind of builds up to a great finale to the match. There's also a, a brutal powerbomb that Ibushi hits on Devitt in the middle of the ring as well. Well, that's yeah. revenge just, and getting just a powerbomb to the bloody apron. Yeah, just a, like, I'm going to hit you this. I'm just going to throw you to the mat as hard as I can. Here you go. Yeah, so, so the, the match finishes. You get like a new champion. Everyone's great. And so some masked guy comes out from the ring with a guitar. Yeah, El, El Desperado um, appears. Who? Some flowers. El Desperado is his name. Is it? All right, yes. okay. I'm not being racist. That is his name. <laughs> All right. Are you sure? <laughs> we didn't. Let, let me let me consult. Thou doth protest too much. Let me let me let me consult Al. No, I can't call him that Al. Okay, him um, he's El Desperado. Let's put it that way. But there's a weird end to the match because this guy just got. I, I, this, I, was it like him returning to New Japan or something? Yes, it was. Um, he was coming back and basically was saying to Bushi, uh, "Me, you, Belt. Here's some black flowers. I'll see you in a wee while." We move on from here. Now, at this point is where controversy steps into play. When they announced the two main events, there was a big argument in Japan, what should be the main event? And what New Japan decided to do was, right, we'll let you vote. And what happened was, the main heavyweight championship belt was not the main event. The ninth match, the double main event, part one. IWGP Heavyweight Championship. That challenger, Stardust Genius, Tetsuya Naito, and Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada. It's SummerSlam 1993 all over again. <laughs> yeah. Let yeah, me explain God. why this is controversial. Tetsuya Naito won the G1. Winning the G1 gives you a guaranteed title shot at Wrestle Kingdom. For about the last four or five years, that basically means you're in the main event. Not this year, because the public don't see you challenging the IWGP Heavyweight Champion as the main event of the biggest show in New Japan's year. Think about that. Mm. It's not yeah. good. Is that, a, is that a statement of their quality or the quality of the people who are in the main event? I think it's possibly a bit of both. Because Naito is okay, but just he's lacking something for me. He, he should stop doing the weird opening eye thing because it looks, looks stupid. <laughs> Not that I'm being racist, he's kind of like turning oh. a racist remark back on the people, weren't he? But it's like it just looks daft. Yeah, what you want to do is get yourself a big sword like Okada, that's what you want to do. Yes, you do, and have money for yeah. this guy. <clears throat> yes. Because that's what a champion does. Mm. You know, I remember Rick Flair coming out with a giant sword. Who, who um, Naito? No, Cad is only twenty-three. I thought he was twenty-six. Uh, I must have read something. Hang on, no, he is. Sorry, my bad. Ah, in your face! I know more about Japan wrestling than you. win. really, we're gonna do that game. I'll, yeah, I'll take that as a win. Thank you. All right. Yes. So I this win was... the podcast in your face. <laughs> Can mummy and daddy not fight, please? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> callbacks. All right, we won't. There we go. Job done. So this was for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, the um, defending Kazuchika Okada against Tetsuya Naito. Um, this match First was... thing I've got written down is that mm-hmm. is a damn fine looking. That is a damn fine, good looking belt. Yep. Oh, it is. That, that's that's what a belt should look like. Not the stupid WWE one. No, it, it's no. it's big, it's heavy, but it, it's got some kind of sort of like mysteriousness to it as well. 
Yeah, it looks just it looks like a belt should look like. Mm. Here's the Good amazing thing: belt. it's made by the same person that makes the WWE, the WWE belts. Yeah, but he's like he's told what to make by the WWE, isn't he? It's, it's not like he's can like make something awesome and just give it to them. And they'll go, yeah, we'll do that. They're like, no, we've got to have the logo of the network on it because Jesus Christ, we've got to sell that thing. <laughs> yeah, and put diamonds on it because Vince liked diamonds this week, so cover it in diamonds. That looks sure. good. No, it doesn't look good. Um, not good at all. Okada's entrance, it's amazing. He just, it is incredible. Yeah, <laughs> he's. You can just tell that, like, he's 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 got that something, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got that. Like whatever Naito's missing, like he said, yeah, he hasn't quite got that spark yeah. just because Okada's got all of it. Because mm-hmm, you just hear the sound of the coin dropping, his music starting, and the crowd are immediately kind of like, "Oh God, here he comes." Mm-hmm. I just like the fact that even with the language barrier, Okada's still a, a fantastic heel. Yes. Just he has a very punchable face. Yeah, he's he's got the facials <laughs> of he's got the smugness of sort of like I'm the rainmaker. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. Yep. And then like, oh, I think one of the first kind of big spots in it, what I thought was really weird, is like they kind of get onto the ramp and he gets into a submission move, mm-hmm. and the ref just kind of comes down and goes, "Oh boys, can you just stop that?" And he goes, "Okay," and he just walks off. <laughs> he just kind of walks off down the ramp. He's, he has a stroll down the ramp, and I'm like, "What is he having? He's, he's on the ramp. What's going on here?" Mm-hmm. And then he just runs back and just kicks the guy in the head really, really hard. Yeah. And then just goes back into the ring waiting for the count out. It's like, that was, it's like, it was really weird. And I was like, oh, that's really good. You're just out for a stroll just because you <laughs> don't need to take your time because you're the champion for Christ's sake. And, you know, exactly. It happens at your pace and then bang, you just kick him in the head. It's a very, very, very good match. It's a DDT to the rabbit. It looks quite brutal. They, they, um, I yep. think, um, is it a car that does Randy Orton's kind of hanging DDT yeah, properly? Yeah, draping DDT, yeah. Yeah. Basically spears Naito into the ground and he's like balancing his head at one point. Yeah. Kind of there. But it's, 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 again, it's another, just another really good, well-worked, kind of well, mm-hmm. the, the, the psychology of the match works really well. And you've got the thing of um, Okada going for the Rainmaker and Naito constantly reversing it every single time. Yeah. I do have here Naito's Naito's reversal out of the tombstone into a tornado DDT to the outside. Yeah, that was incredible. That That was fantastic looking. (laughs) And then there's that series like he just like loads of headbutts in the corner of the ring. That looks quite nasty. Mm -hmm. And then he like, I think he's on the top rope. And Okada kicks him, and he basically falls backwards, and basically looks like he destroys his knee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can actually watch his knee implode. Kind of, he falls backwards off the top rope and like hangs himself on the top rope, and it's like that looks really actually properly painful. Mm. It does. Mm. Yeah, it's... which I think is kind of the, kind of the um, the theme to the matches is you know there's at least one point in every match where you think, oh my god, that person's either dead or their career is over. Mm. Yeah, it's it's hovering very close. But in a to good that. way. Pretty much a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. It works um, really, really well. Just just a random point. Before each of these title matches, there's like a bit of music and just a thing saying, hey, this is a championship match. Does anyone else like that or is it just me? Because it but makes the match uh, seem, video things. Yeah, it makes the match seem more important. I like the yeah, fact does, they, had, uh, they had uh, all the previous champions on the video wall. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was good, yeah. Yeah, even Brock Lesnar, the man who went to America without belt and didn't give it back. Yeah. <laughs> and Bob Sapp, because he's Bob Sapp. Yeah, but they yeah. couldn't do that in WWF, could they? Well, they could, they just point, the blank out of points. Unless you have a big sign saying you've been Benoit. <laughs> oh my god. 
Oh, I think uh, I think Triple H was Benoit at WrestleMania 20, was he not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Oh, the truth. What's kind of great anyway. though is um, like just to show kind of how over Okada is when he when he throws out his dropkick, which is towards the end of the match. Mm-hmm. That gets one of the biggest pops of the night. Well, it should because it's a beautiful dropkick. It's a beautiful dropkick, but it's like it's crazy that like he can do a dropkick and it gets that kind of response. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, yeah. it's seen as it, it kind of uses it to set up the Rainmaker as well at times. Yeah. So that's probably what the crowd were thinking. Yeah. Which I'm assuming he stole from JBL's clothesline from hell. Uh, well, still, didn't stole it from a wrestling god. <laughs> <sighs> JBL, you'll never be forgotten. <laughs> How can you when you watch Raw every single week and he's there going, I don't yeah. care, they can fight tonight. <sighs> Shut Get up. Him. Yeah, he's good. He's good with the JBL and Cole show, though. He's good in that. Oh, he's good in that. <sighs> yeah, but I, I, just, I, I watched um, the Raw before Hell in a Cell the other night, and it, it just started skimming through it and all this kind uh, of stuff. I lost count of the amount of times that JBL kind of went. You know, it's like, oh, they, they 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 can't fight until Hell in a Cell kind of thing, and then JBL's going, oh, who cares about Hell in a Cell? They mm-hmm. can fight tonight. It's like, and that's JBL <laughs> telling us that we don't need to care about the pay per view. Yeah, well, yeah. the pay per view, yeah. No. <sighs> WWE <laughs> idiots. Yep. <laughs> but this this is a good match. Yes. It is very good. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's very very, uh, very, very, very good. And as it should be, being it's one of the double main events. Yeah. And now we get to the main event of the evening. This match is our double main event part two. IWGP Intercontinental Championship. The challenger, man of talent. Hiroshi Tanahashi, the champion, the king of a strong style, Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, what blew my mind about this mm-hmm. was I got aware of Nakamura and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't yeah. realize that the Intercontinental Belt was only put into force in 2011. Yes. Yes. So, in like three years, and I think almost by Nakamura's sheer kind of force of will, it's like headlining the biggest show of the year for the biggest company in Japan. That's that. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's really actually properly impressive. What's good as well is this year they've been swapping about who headlines the show. So one pay per view will have a world, well, have a championship defense. The next one will have an intercontinental defense to kind of split it up. Yeah, that's cool. And it also gives the belts a bit of meaning as well because you know that you know the main event's going to be for the intercontinental belt, so it makes it seem important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you, you you would have thought that that's what the WWE would have done with Brock Lesnar now off screens until probably like next year or maybe the Survivor Series. No, it's going to be after that, though, isn't it? It'll be uh, <laughs> TLC kind of, at earliest. Yeah, yep. you'd have thought they would have taken the Intercontinental Belt and just pushed that up the card a wee bit. Well, but that would make who, sense, wouldn't it? Who currently is the Intercontinental Champion? I have no idea. Ziggler. Is it? Is Ziggler. No, I Ziggler. Oh, for God's sake! That's why. Oh, come on. He had a good... His two out of three falls match with Cesaro was really good. Yeah, because Cesaro was in it. Exactly. But they kind of, like... They they can, like, make that belt important by the fact that, like, it's the biggest championship now on TV until Brock Lesnar decides he's going to come back. But they won't because they have to focus on the Bellas feud. (laughs) Yeah, But you love Total Divas. No, I'd rather contract Ebola than watch that. You you say that, but I've seen your Facebook updates. You have watching her, watching Total Demons tonight. Can't wait. Hashtag squee. Yeah, that's what we put on there. I've seen it. 
followed by a picture of me with a razor blade to my wrists anyway um i've seen it razor blade of excitement that's what it is <laughs> you've got weird fetish phil anyway um but i think i think the the, the, the this kind of like the last few years shows how you book a belt and how you make it important yeah. which is yeah. something that they need to learn the wwe because <laughs> they've got like two or three belts like you know the, apart from the main one the rest of the belts just don't aren't important though they, they don't protect mm-hmm. the champions when they book them they just they no. lose non-title matches all, all over the place they don't they don't <laughs> have that aura around them that champions in this company seem to do now let's discuss the entrances now Tanahashi comes out and it's all very flashy and they've got Marty Friedman of Megadeth playing his theme and it's fantastic and then Nakamura comes out I've written down two words uh-huh. pole dancers yep yep I've put uh, wait Nakamura's brought the strippers walking through to your strippers this is how a champion enters ladies and gentlemen and then Correct. I've put this is the entrance that Shawn Michaels of 1997 wanted. <laughs> he also wanted that jacket as well he's wearing. Probably, yeah. I think, no, that that's bloody Brett the Hitman Hart's jacket from the late 90s, that is. <laughs> Pretty much. That's yeah. the kind of... That's the, colour it pink and black. He, he's wearing that against yeah. bloody nails in the main event, guaranteed. But I think it's safe <laughs> to say that Nakamura wins interest of the evening. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. He does. The, the, the next thing he's written down is um, Nakamura has all of the charisma. Oh, yes. He yes, has yeah. all of it. Because, like, you look at him, he's not the biggest guy in the world. No. He's not like the, he's not like the most... Um, he doesn't look like the most athletic guy in the world. He's quite, you know... He's not ripped. He's not massive. Yeah. He's not kind of, you know... He, he doesn't look like a fighter. Yeah. But, my God, he's got, like... When he just swaggers to the ring... He's mm-hmm. just got like he's just got that you know. Just, he can just draw the audience in just mm-hmm. just with his like his body language. It's brilliant. Well, it's it's the crowd reaction when the music hits. They go mental because yeah. they know they're about to see him. Yeah, because he, yeah. he's the big show now, isn't he? He's the the big event. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he is the event of New Japan's year. Yep, and uh, um, is it? He just comes out by himself because Stan Hansen comes out. Yeah. Of, uh, beginning with the belt, doesn't he? He's because he's Stan Hansen and Japan loves him and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't quite understand why he's there, but never mind. Well, is that just kind of again like uh, underlining how important the belt is that like Stan Hansen yeah. comes out for that one rather than the, the heavyweight belt? I guess, I guess there's that. But um, yeah. no, uh, as people will probably know, Nakamura is probably one of my favorite wrestlers in New Japan and for a good point. Oh, he's, yeah, brilliant. he's brilliant. He's absolutely yeah. brilliant. He's just really good fun to watch really entertaining and the guy's characteristics are wonderfully put across there's that great spot he does where like they they do they get like in um in like a, a tie up and they get on the ropes and then they kind of slowly let go and he just rubs his face in the other guy's belly yeah <laughs> just because you know just because it's even just Why not? when they announce his name he just goes to grab the middle rope and basically just kind of goes fuck you i'm shinsuke nakamura yep i'm just I'm just the coolest guy in the world. It's, it, it, they, they show the promo beginning and they kind of interested in showing him back, you know, a few years, but he's, he looks a bit more generic. Mm-hmm. And then it does literally look like he decided, just decided, you know what? I'm just going to be amazing now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do crazy hair and just be amazing. And well, that reminds me, I thought it was great in that promo video. They got people talking and stuff. And then just like this, this, uh, Jushin Liger turns up in full costume. <laughs> yeah, he always is. <laughs> he's having a chat. And behind him, there's a bloody massive, uh, a statue of Godzilla. Yep. 
I was like, that's all of Japan in like one frame of video. <laughs> you've got like that's, that's the tourist guide right there. <laughs> I say you've got Godzilla, you've got some dude in a mask that looks like a Power Ranger. Just having about having a chat about wrestling. <laughs> they should have had like him riding um, Godzilla. That'd be much better. <laughs> That'd be much better. That's next year's entrance. Uh, Tanahashi Nakamura. They have a great match, don't they? Yes. Oh, now, Tanahashi is the closest thing to John Cena and New Japan have. Now, is that necessarily a bad comparison or not? Well, uh, it depends what you mean. If you mean by like the um, like a uh, the biggest face you can rely on to have like a good match with anybody in the company. Yeah. That's one side of John Cena. The other side is the guy who's got five moves and kind of bends the whole booking around him because he needs to be protected. Because he's That's the main where it differs, though, because Nakabura knows more than five moves. Yes, he does. Sorry, um, Tanahashi knows more than five moves. He does indeed. He does know more than five moves. But I think you know, I think Cena knows more than five moves, but I think the problem with Cena is that because he's the main money <laughs> machine for the company, they, they <laughs> feel like they have to protect him at all costs, which... Can be at the detriment to everybody else on the on the books. Yeah, but you know it, it's not it's not great. But I think with here you clearly got somebody who's like you know I think both of them you know they're big draws, but both of them can work a great match. Oh yeah, with both kind of like different styles because uh, Nakamura's he's, he's all kind of knees and he's all kind of like stiff punches and kicks and stuff. Yep, and Tanahashi's like a bit more flashier, a bit more kind of you know a bit more pro wrestlingy. Mm-hmm. And that mix of styles works really well because it's it's great. Like whenever the kind of Tanahashi does stuff, like Nakamura just knees him in the stomach and just like puts him down for a few minutes. And he's got like he's just got like a great kind of language style to him. Nakamura, like just the way he kind of moves around the ring, it's just brilliant. He's got swagger twenty four seven. It is good. It's, it's like if, if Mick Jagger wrestled. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. It would be, would be good, yeah. Shinzuki Nakamura. <laughs> And it's just he's, he's he's just an amazing guy to see, yeah. and I, I love him to bits. I think he's amazing. You mix in like you've got all that swagger, then you mix in like his brutal finisher, the Bomi E. Yeah, which yeah. is just basically I'll just just knee them in the head. Yeah, yep. And it's a it's a brutal looking thing, isn't it? It is a it is a fantastic shot. It's it's like sort of Randy Orton's punt before, you know, that got slowly sidelined. Yeah. He, he was de-punted. The, the John Cena thing with Tanahashi, I don't think the crowd would sound like they're really sick of the sight of Tanahashi. No, that's the thing they're not, no. because yeah. it's not a generic five moves retard, no. essentially. And he, he does occasionally lose. Yes. Yeah, I think the book is in New Japan are smart enough to know how to like evolve characters. Yeah. And how <laughs> to don't. kind of and how to kind of you know keep things interesting. There's this thing called time and pacing. Yeah. And losses and wins mean something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that you know, if, if if there's a younger wrestler who builds up a lot of wins, they will climb up the card. You don't you don't get the feeling as if it's you know in the WWE if someone gets a push, you're always kind of thinking, well, Vince McMahon likes them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas in or New it's Japan, like, it's like oh, they're winning matches. Yeah. Yes, amazing that. Yeah. Somebody gets Wonderful a push booking. like somebody gets a push on like WWE, thinking, okay, when's it going to stop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, yeah, uh, oh, the fuel will run out uh, soon, and it'll just come crashing down again. At what point are they going to get put into a mixed tag team match with one of the Bellas? Yeah, it's exactly. going to happen at some point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or they'll win a belt and then they'll just become they'll have nothing to do. Insignificant. Because, yeah. Yeah. Which is like how they do it over there. But here it's like you know you can clearly tell that belt means something to both both of them, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. that kind of comes through the match, which makes the belt seem more important, which makes the match seem more important, and it's not a very complicated thing to do. It's just no. a matter of getting that across. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, just to go back to Ziggler for a second, because I know 
you know, we kind of talked about it, but it makes you about him just now. But there was there was a great promo of him and um, Cesaro on the WWE YouTube channel, which was just them talking about how about their match and like Ziggler was like, you know, I know Cesaro is better than me, but I'm going to win because I'm the champion. And it did feel much more like a kind of a more um, not honest promo, but a lot more slightly like a lot of a straighter promo, a lot more kind of making yeah. like a big fight, mm-hmm. which I kind of makes me hope that they're going to push them their big matches towards that kind of side of things like they do in New Japan. I don't think you can change sort of booking plans overnight. I know a lot of people are kind of saying, oh, WWE should do this, that, and the next thing. It'd be a very, very gradual change yeah. if they were to implement. But they're, they're not, it's frustrating the fact that it's just simple things that they can implement. A lot, a lot of the heel stuff they can't do anymore, which is just really frustrating. Yeah, yeah and until they find a new way of getting around that, until they find a new way. The, the problem is I, I, they don't want anyone to be an outright heel because you know it will yeah yeah and it's like kind of go no no we can't offend the audience Mm. we can't but that's part of the game it's part of what you're there for it's part of the match it's It's like you know i I know i wasn't there for the uh the royal Royal rumble episode but what one of the things that really struck me was there was the opening match with uh, the rougeos yeah, and like they were just dirty cheating bastards at every single (laughs) opportunity they were like you know they were just As soon as the rest back were turned, they were pulling ropes, they were pulling hair, they were pulling tights, they were like double teaming people and all sorts. But you just you can hear the crowd just getting more and more into the match because you've got that kind of natural um, bad guy yeah. and heel side to the match. Yeah, yeah. Even like um, uh, who was it? Perfect and Bret Hart in the King of the Ring, mm-hmm. which like ostensibly was a face versus face match. You know, Perfect just kind of became a heel because. You need like those two sides to a match, don't you? You need you need like yeah. the good guy and the bad guy to kind of you know the one to um, conquer the other one. Exactly. And when you've got everybody trying to be a tweener, then everybody's the same, which means everybody's just it's all just like one big kind of blur, it's one big homogenized mess, really. Yeah. Yeah. But when you've got kind of distinct personalities, like in this match, you know, Nakamura is clearly the kind of heel person because he's just you know, yeah, as cool as he is, there's a sliminess to him which works really well as a heel character. Yeah, exactly. Like, ha- Having the, um, the 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 mouth guard in, I think, fits him perfect because mm-hmm. it just kind of makes him look a bit slimy and a bit weird, which kind of works into his kind of heel persona. Mm-hmm. You know, he's probably he's probably quite over as well. But you know, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Probably probably like um, a heel in the sense of Ric Flair was being a heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's you a, know, yeah, uh, you, you, you you didn't like him in the way he won, but you couldn't help but respect him and admire him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which is exactly. what I think they kind of got there, but uh, well, Tanahashi's a bit more the kind of you know, the uh, the great big baby face. Yeah, but the one thing, the my one black mark against him is the air guitar. Mm. Yeah, a bit dodgy. Mm. Bit dodge. Bit dodge. Not crowd like it. Crowd, the, yeah, but the crowd are stupid clearly because it's air guitar for crying out loud. Well, you've not no. seen him after. At one point, when he was defending the heavyweight championship belt, after he retained, he would then do an air guitar concert. Oh God. I laughed so hard. This oh, reminds me of those bloody... Is it the Air Guitar World Championship? Yeah. Yeah, people, it's in oh. Finland, aye. Yeah, that, there's a reason why it's in Finland. There's fuck all else to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this yeah. match was fantastic. Um, Great end to the card. Yeah, brilliant end oh, to the fantastic. card. Capped it off well. Um, everyone hit their spots. Um, Nakamura hits the Boombay and Tanahashi reverses it into a dragon screw at one point. Yeah, he does like even um, uh, one of the Bombiers off the second rope, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And then one, and then just another one for good measure because you can't not do enough of them apparently. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tanahashi has a high fly flow to the outside. Yeah, that looked quite brutal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cracking match. And I think yep. kind of, it, it, the card built up nicely, I think, from the um, the first half up and before the intermission is a bit kind of up and down after mm-hmm. the, after the tag team match. But then they kind of like the last four matches are just like, yeah. Yeah, the second yeah. half ramps it up. Yeah. So it was good. It was a good, a good pay-per-view. No, mm-hmm. it was good. It's a lot of variety as well in the matches. It didn't feel samey at any point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, like, know, yeah, he, the, you had your you had your mentalist death lariat in each other's heads <laughs> off. Yes. You had you had MMA fighters kind of you know uh, attempting to batter the eight pints of blood out of each other. Mm-hmm. You had crazy spot tag matches. Your Gra- Gracie match uh, was uh, an attempt at an MMA match, which didn't really work out too well. Yeah, and then you had two cracking matches for the championships at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a really Excellent really good card. preview. Yeah. Maybe I don't know where it goes on the league table. This is the thing I was going to say. Like, it's difficult for us to kind of talk about like the other ones because there's no nostalgia attached to it for us. We can't yeah, kind of talk exactly. about. Let's let's just give thing. it like let's just give it an honorary position on the table. Okay. Uh, I mean, I mean, technically, it goes at the top. Well, yeah. But it's, I might it's... have to just push it to one side. Sure. I I would say what about second or third? Yeah. Okay. We'll put a second. Put a second. There you go. But what, what do you think? Like, what would you? We, we talked about our on the way through. But what would you take from this to kind of put into the uh, the American product to make it better? Um, psychology, logic. Yep. Um, making your belts, belts mean something. Yes, belts meaning something. Uh, wins and losses meaning something for people getting pushed. Yeah. Uh, entrances. Uh, I also put down um, uh, factions as well. Yes. Oh yeah, that's because, the one. Yeah, 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 Japan. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we probably should because talk about got, that. You've got like the overall the kind of because Nakamura's like the head of the chaos. Yep, he's head of the chaos oh, faction. Okada's in there as well. Yeah, Okada's the, sort uh, of um, his sort of understudy as such. Yeah. Then there's the um, the Suzuki Gun. Yep. And obviously Bullet Club, which is more like a kind of Bullet Club's more bit. like American Gaijin group. Yeah, but I think w- when you've got like groups like that, mm-hmm. I think what it does it immediately gives your undercard something to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because. A lot of the time, like especially in like you know WWE, you, you get like um, Kofi Kingston and somebody thrown together because they they just need a match on the card. But the, because they're not building anything between them, there's no kind of you don't yeah. get the feeling of any rivalries. But if you've got like a couple of groups, like a big groups, mm-hmm. then immediately you've got rivalries built up because they're in separate groups, and you you've immediately got that thing there just as the start to the match. Well, for example, um, one of Chaos recently turned and joined Suzuki Gun. You've got conflict oh, well. there. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, I think that what 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 where the WWE is getting hung up on is like a faction equals three people. No, a faction equals as many people yeah. as you want. Exactly. Yeah, but they've got like the you know the shield is three people. Um, the White family were three people. Well, you know, four for a while when Daniel Bryan came into it. Mm-hmm. But they haven't got that kind of you know we, we talk about our old podcast. There's like there's the Heenan family, and then there's like you know, yeah. you know all the 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 Fuji they people. They don't have an identity. They've all got like they've all in like factions, and they're all able to be like you can put people together in like rivalries quite easily from that. Mm-hmm. Which I think you know, um, it felt like they were going to do it a while ago when um, oh, the guy who got sacked. He was the manager of the primetime players. Oh, I his name no. was the, you know, the, the manager came out with the um, he had the the mic on, didn't he? He made that joke about the rapist, and that got him in trouble. <laughs> but you could you could have I'm probably I'm paraphrasing for that person. 
Like you can kind of think like he he could have had like a Steve Miller wrestlers like working for him. Mm. And you've got like um, David Otunga doesn't wrestle anymore, but he's got that kind of great lawyer gimmick. And I mean that could work as like you know him representing a group of wrestlers on the card and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then there's the super the, the the super athletic friends that are kind of together but not referred to on screen on the on the on TV at all. Mm-hmm. Like um, Xavier Woods and Biggie and Kofi Kingston, somebody else. You, and you, you can even have like Lana from um, the, the, the luscious Lana have like a group of the farm wrestlers together or something. Ah, Lana. Uh, sorry, I got have, have you seen the but, video that she's twerking in it? I will have to find that later when I'm in bed. Um, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> wow. But it's it's something that like I don't know when they stopped doing it, but obviously you know back in the Attitude Era you had DX, you had the uh, Nation of Domination. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, Heart the Brood and the mm-hmm. um, the Undertakers. What's they called? The um, Ministry, the Ministry and stuff. You had all these I, kind of groups knocking about. I would say it's probably when the PG era took over because at that point they couldn't have the kind of ultra violent feud matches. So really, they thought you know we have to eliminate this. We can't just have regular matches because well that can't get a feud over. But in Japan they do it all the time and it yeah. works. But you, 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 even in the PG area, I think you can still have groups because you know you had it back in the you know the ostensibly the the PG era of the eighties. Mm-hmm. But I think it kind of that kind of taps into the the wider thing. The fact that like the the role of the manager seems to have kind of gone mm-hmm. completely, apart from Paul yeah. Heyman. Yeah. Um, but I think you know as soon as you've got like you know two or three groups in your in your company, that immediately gives you more booking options for the mid card and the undercard. Yeah. And also because for the audience as well, it means the audience have got an identity. You've got like part of the crowd could be chaos, part of the crowd could be Suzuki Gun, part of the crowd could be just yeah, neutral. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it kind of well, it, it it gives those people who would like blend into the background. It gives them more of an identity because they're part of a group. Yeah. And it also you know, gives you any any newer guy coming in and just starting out gets an association with an established group. Correct. Yeah. And therefore, it helps with their booking as well. It helps with their introduction. It helps with them climbing the card because they are associated yeah. with uh, wrestlers who are higher up the card and more recognisable. Yeah. Sean Bedge was an example of that. Exactly. You look, you look back through history, like, you know, you know, Triple H came out of DX and The Rock came out of the Asian Domination. Yep. And, you know, the Bro- uh, Edge and Christian came out of The Brood. It gives people a chance to kind of, like, you know, to be uh, have, like, the support of a group around them. So they're not, not relied on to kind of, you know, carry whole things by themselves. They can rely on other people to help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it just seems weird why they just kind of completely disbanded that, you know, from the WWF. It's like there's you have three people together, and then that that's, that counts as a faction, but it's like it's not. That's like a that's a freebird tag team. Yeah, I, th- I think it's more because the, the WWE at the moment don't see themselves as a wrestling company. No, they see themselves as an entertainment company, a weekly episode yeah. television program. Yeah, yeah, and so all these little things, these little tropes, these little tricks, these simple actions that have built up a product back in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, they see those now as a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's not what they want to do. They don't want to do wrestling. They don't want to be known for just wrestling. Mm-hmm. They want to be known for movies, and they want to be known for uh, uh, this kind Mattel, of thing. You know, dolls and stuff. TV shows. and uh, it, 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 it befuddles me why the biggest wrestling company in the world seem to detest the art of wrestling. I think they're mm. scared of being seen as a sport, whereas in New Japan, it's very clearly wrestling under the guise yeah. of a sports event. Yeah, exactly. Well, like exactly. The, the, the G1 Climax gets in the sports papers, isn't it? It's a, that's oh, yeah. quite a big event yeah. in the sporting calendar. But I think it's like... You know, there's the thing about um, when Ted Turner bought WCW, he called up Vince McMahon and says, I'm in the wrestling business. And Vince says, oh, yeah, well, I'm in the, in the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. 
And that's very much, I think it's because it's, it's kind of dictated from Vince on down that we are an entertainment company. We're entertainers. Mm-hmm. We'll pair back on the wrestling bit and just have like episodic, episodic entertainment television that people can watch. Which is yeah. then Which, why people leave the, because people aren't getting what they want from yeah. dirty. They go to the Indies, they go to Japan or yeah. they go whatever. Because they can, you can get more invested in the company where the competition means something as opposed yeah. to it being exactly. how, what can we do this week to make sure Cena stays in the main event because we need him to make money for us. Yeah. And we need to fill three hours of this program every Monday night. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We should be bookers, man. We'd be awesome. We'd be good. I'd be like, Al, you drop Al. kick him for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Al, Al shouldn't be a booker because he would book terrible things. If you've ever mm. heard of the Carlisle Wrestling Federation, you'll know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, <laughs> God, no, no, no. I'm still recovering from Team Scotland versus Team England. <laughs> you must tell him about this off air. These uh, sound like yeah, horrific yeah. things. I've <clears> not <throat> heard half we'll, of it yet, Phil. <laughs> I um, think we'll finish this there. Well, what we should do is, what are we doing next time? Um, is it my pick? I believe so. I think so. Well, my you, turn. you said it was on the on the Facebook group. We were planning. Well, I did, yeah. So my pick. I'll be just. i if you turn around and say no, Cal. No, I'm going I'm going to pick now. I'm going to pick um, some obscure German wrestling from the seventies. You know, you, you could thank me for like picking a good show. I could have made you watch something terrible. Well, yeah, last month was terrible. Yeah, um, thanks, Al. Thanks, Al. <laughs> Love you, anyway, Al. Anyway, uh, I'm figuring right under under the the instructions from Al, the request from Al that we go for something a little bit non-normal. <laughs> so no Asians. Um, <laughs> well, Gail coming at then. I thought we'd done a Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. We've done a WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. We've done a King of the Ring. Yeah, yeah. We've done a we've done a Survivor Series. Yeah. So logically, there's only one more pay per view. Of the biggies to go, yeah. So it's gonna be a summer slam. Okay. Oh boy. And I thought, well, let's not go back all the way too far as far as Al's concerned, because it just kind of means he just sits there with you know little dreamy eyes, going, "Oh, that is great." And all I'll, basically, <laughs> Al, Al, Al's admitted to me that he likes doing one. He likes doing episodes of this podcast, which he doesn't have to research for. <laughs> Anything. Shocker. Anything, anything like um, pre ninety four, he's watched a million times. So he doesn't. So he applies the same logic to this as he does to. So we can do it. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, carry on. So Al can just sit there, kind of moaning about Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart coming up with every single match. Yeah. So he he basically likes doing it when he doesn't have to do any notes because he he just remembers it off the top of his head. Um. That that Royal Rumble '89, by the way, Phil. If you listen back to that, the order of which they came in was memory from out for Alan. <laughs> he just um, recited it from Doctor's head. So I was thinking, right, we're not going to give Alan the pleasure quite all the way of uh, of going sort of pre 1994. Mm-hmm. Uh, next month, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do SummerSlam 2002. Ooh, Sean Michaels' return to face Triple H. Oh, it's Rock versus Brock. Huh? Rock versus Brock. Uh, the opener is. Uh, Angle Mysterio. Yeah. So that's the one we're going to do. Street I'm looking forward to that because that would be around the time when I stopped watching wrestling again. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, because it was. Uh, well, I'll talk about it next month. But, yeah, uh, talk about it next month. So yeah, I'll save it for now. That's a little teaser, folks, for you to come back next week. Uh, month. I always no, say week. You always say week. I don't know why I say week. 
This isn't monitoring. This is a proper podcast. Yep. Yeah, that's not been recorded for two weeks, but never mind. <laughs> Has anyone noticed? Nope. <laughs> oh dear. Says it all. So next time, SummerSlam 2002, or maybe by then we'll be able to watch it on the WWE Network. Well, maybe if they ever bother us to listen to the uh, yeah to the UK. Maybe well, maybe you tomorrow's the last day of um, October, and we should know by November first. So yeah, come on, Vince. Come on, Vince. I have money to throw at you. Yep. <laughs> I'm giving four pounds a month to ICW from Monday, so you know. You oh yeah, they do their own uh, networking now, don't they? It launches on Monday. Julio. Well, uh, that was a podcast show. Yeah, yeah. Thank I you very much. <laughs> I hope the people enjoyed it. This uh, foray into the Far East, which I don't know if we'll come back again. Maybe at some point in the future. Uh, maybe we can do. Never say never. Never we'll do ever. like it. We'll do like an entire G one climax. That's what about. Ooh, that's like we'll, twenty four hours worth of wrestling. We'll, we'll make Al watch that. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'll thoroughly enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, it'll be lovely. It's all these fucking chaps. He's so racist. I don't think he is racist, <laughs> but I probably shouldn't say that. Uh, but if you if you like the show, let us know on the Facebook group, the Conquistadors, uh, the Tumblr. We've yes. got some more stuff on the Tumblr now. R- words Yay. and stuff. Uh, the the, the I think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's where we're posting most of my New Japan love. Yep. Uh, Cam has written a piece. I've written a couple of pieces on there. Yep. Try to do a few more on there, I think. Uh, or, or let us know what you think via the Twitter. Or the Twitter, as Joe Chris Jericho would say. <laughs> <laughs> we, did the, we did the cowbell now. Dinga, 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 dinga. See now, I like Chris Jericho. Yeah, but it says like on the, like the opening of the podcast says, uh, "Talk is Jericho, talk is Jericho with Chris Jericho, talk is Jericho starring Chris Jericho." Yeah, but you need to remember Americans are dumb and they've been told eight thousand times what they're listening to. Yeah, but it's like it's, the pictures on the front and the, you say "Talk is Jericho" four times before saying "with Chris Jericho." Phil, but anyway, Phil, Phil, Americans are dumb. <clears throat> getting distracted. Um, on on the I'm at Ewan and Phil. Ewan is at Wandering Ewan. Yay! Uh, uh, Cameron is at Cripple H. Oh, yes. And Jordi Al is never on there, so don't bother. And don't bother. You, you'll, you'll just find like random racist comments about Japanese wrestling on there. So. Pretty much. Uncomfortable for all of us, really, to watch, isn't it? So. Well, this is a really awkward finish now, isn't it? Um, it's slowly fading out. <laughs> <laughs> Our usual strong ending, I take it then, but it's not. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's quite late, and I think. It's go, quite late. Baby. It's quite late, and I think we've all gone full Benoit, haven't we? I think so. I was like, well, not really. No. <laughs> My wife and child are still alive. <laughs> <laughs> but are they? Oh, God. No, they actually are. I'm not the danger. It's the ball flex. <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye.